Hey, everybody, what's up? Andre here. Thanks for listening again to another episode of In Conversation With. Even if this is your first one, straight up, thank you for clicking on it. I mean, there's tons of podcasts you're choosing to listen to mine. I really appreciate it. Uh, this week's episode is with Alex from Foolies. I discovered this young brother in a uh, Gary Vee book. I was actually reading Crushing It, which is the sequel to Crush It. And it's basically a, a, a case study book. So it's a bunch of influencers, um, entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, people that have quit their job and just kind of started a business online and how they've done it and how they've become successful. And I flipped over to the Instagram page and um, discovered this guy. And, you know, he's been great. He's, he's a wealth of knowledge. He's somebody who's who's been through it, who's, you know, figured it out and, and he's doing his thing. And I really, really appreciate his content and his T-shirts and what he's doing and thought I should reach out to him and he'd be a great person to talk to about passion and finding your passion and, and, and discovering what that thing is that you want to do and how to go all in on it. And uh, we, we get into that. We get into a lot more. Um, but yeah, this is this is a great episode for anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, who is an entrepreneur, who's thinking about starting that business, starting that thing. He's got a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge to share. Um, so can't wait to get into this episode and share it with you. But first, Let's get into the intro music by my guy Aaron Verndog. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of In Conversation with. I'm your host, Andre, and I'm joined by somebody that's I actually recently <laughs> discovered. <laughs> recently discovered this year a fellow entrepreneur and dream chaser alex hans what's going on man what's popping <laughs> what's popping <laughs> with the population i'm good man you, you can call me nemo man we'll, we'll just run with nemo nemo okay cool nemo yeah we never actually we didn't chat about that we did a little pre-interview i didn't actually get down nah, what you, you want to be called good so call me nemo so we run with it nemo got it um I actually, so this year I'm, you know, during the pandemic, everybody's trying to do something to kind of keep their self sane. And I decided to pick up reading again. I love reading. I love writing and I'm reading a couple books. I said, you know, I love Gary V. Let me, let me pick up this, this crushing it book sequel to the crush it book talking about mm -hmm. social media and social media entrepreneurs and people that have made it and, I'm reading the book. I get to the Instagram section and it talks about this company called Foolies. And this dude is <laughs> wrote this book and he's got these t-shirts and he raps and he's just kind of doing his thing. And I find out that he's black and then I hit you up and then I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then, That's yeah, funny. then I, then I discover you, man. And, and I see you doing some really cool things. And so I just want to, to thank you for for living in your truth and doing doing your thing, man. I really appreciate what you're doing out here. But I want to I want to go back. I want to find out a little bit more about your story. Who is who is Nemo? What what started the whole Foolies movement? What is Foolies? Give me your background. Give me your story a little bit. Uh, cool. So uh, of course the homies call me Nemo. Uh, Three hundred five Stena. Um, <laughs> dreamer uh sold chips and juice back in high school so you know and middle school uh so it was just me trying to just make ends meet because you know black kid growing up kind of strapped lost my mom at an early age and so 
just was trying to figure out life and selling chips and juice kind of was like that beginning entrepreneurial swag. And um, when I was younger, I actually made like a fake clothing line. Uh, I called myself, I was, I, I wasn't a thug thug per se. Uh, don't come at me, but I wasn't <laughs> a thug. So um, I was like, man, what's something that's kind of dangerous, but not too crazy. And I made this brand up called the Jaywalkers. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, man, we Jaywalkers. And that was like my thing. I, I think that was also maybe in my, maybe I had some like influences at some point. So I think that kind of came into play or whatever. Okay. Um, but uh, so, you know, just evolving over the years, man, it just allowed me to really tap in who I was as a business person, but I didn't know. And then when I got to college, me and my brother of another mother and skin color, uh, we were doing some recording and rap video. And, you know, I wanted to wrap something around some kind of movement. Um, and so I Googled and did some research. I was like, how do, how does a rapper create a movement? And uh, the article, which I wish I could find it, but it said to create an audience. So like Lady Gaga has the monsters and, you know, certain people have different catchphrases when they come on to a song. So those things get people familiar with what you're doing as an artist, or at least knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. I mean, what could I say? So it was just kind of like sporadic and random. And it was like, okay, foolies, right? And then we would kind of yell that out on the song, foolies, it's the movement. And that's kind of how I would open up, maybe rapping on the track. Um, and then noticing my friends in college when I went to UF um, first. I went to UF, graduated, and then went to Full Sail. Um, so, you know, these things just, people kept yelling it out. And, and and it was funny and comical. And I was like, let's put it on a dirty white tee. So we ironed it on. It was a Walmart joint and did some... Uh, laser inkjet printing, figured it out. And that's kind of like the the birth and the inception of kind of just going from weird hustler guy in Miami selling mixtapes as well, selling chips and juice, just trying to make ends meet because I was broke and didn't have much to just keeping an entrepreneurial spirit even as I graduated and finished up college. I love that. I love that story. And I want to go back for a second to hmm. the Nemo when you were younger and you were doing the t-shirts and things like that. Cause I listened to this dude named Brian Buffini. He's a personal, do you, have you heard of him? Do you listen to him? I have not. I have not. Okay. He's in LA. He's an Irish dude. He, uh, you know, talks about personal growth and things like that. He's in real estate, but he does, uh, he does uh, coaching for like entrepreneurs basically. And one of the things that he says is success leaves clues. And Mm -hmm. by, by that, he means throughout your life, you can probably pinpoint a part of your life where, you were successful at a particular thing or you did something and then you can go back to that and you can think like, Hey, wait a second, this is actually who I am. And I want to know how old were you when you started the, 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 the t-shirt line when you were younger, were you like 14? Were you, were you 12? Like how old were you back then? Uh, At that point I hadn't put it on paper. Right. I just had a, I just, like it was just me like i didn't put on a shirt i put it on paper it was just me drawing it out and i was right. like oh this is a clothing line if i ever made one so i never did anything with it okay um it just kind of was something that i like stumbled upon later once i had foolies and i was rolling and then i was looking through some old crates of stuff mm-hmm. i was like oh snap i had this brand back in the day and like i remember like making this joke about the jaywalkers and all this stuff and i was like dang that's crazy like I almost like low key manifested a clothing line, you know, as a kid, just yeah. didn't, just didn't think about it until years later. And I ended up starting a brand. So, yeah. Yeah. What did that, did that 
mean anything to you that you had actually, like you just said, you manifested it, but did that actually mean anything to you that you had written it down and you kind of like forgot about it and came back to it? You're like, oh, I've always known this. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it always confirms things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I like writing things down, even if it doesn't happen. So all around, you know, my, my home, I have sticky notes everywhere of just things I want to do shows I want to be on. Um, even down to like accomplishments of my friends, uh, even people who I roll with just like, Hey, you know, my homie does this and they're going to have their own line of sneakers. My homegirls does this and she's going to be the head of this department. So, you know, I just try to just keep writing things down. And then your brain is funny, man, as you sleep and kind of let things settle, your brain starts trying to figure things out, which is really cool. So I, I just kind of, I mean, I kind of live by that. And I also live by the whole success leads clues concept as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I called it the Damon John effect. You know, when I first started Foolies uh, 10 years ago, um, I would uh, take a shirt, put it on somebody, uh, take a photo, take it off, and then <laughs> just keep doing that over and over and over to create a buzz because I only had one or two T's, so I couldn't really move anything. And then, you know, eventually people were like, hey, how much? Or like, where can I buy one? And so that's when I started to say, oh, okay, cool. And we use like Reverb Nation. It was an old school site where artists used to use back in the day. Um, I don't even know if it's still around. I heard it is, but it probably looks entirely different. Uh, and then, you know, just searching for different sites over the years that have done things. And now, you know, we do everything through Teespring because I can't ship everything out anymore. It's just a lot in, in a good way. Um, so, you know, I just make sure we get everything shipped out through Teespring, um, where I don't have to do it anymore. But for, there was a season where I was going to a t-shirt printer and getting everything done and going back and forth with them then driving to the post office, you know, sending out stuff, but, um, it was helpful, you know, because those moments helped me also learn, you know, like someone was talking to me the other day, they was like, how do you like next level versus Bella? And those are two different brands of teas. And I was like, oh yeah, I like Next Level. Bella's soft. And we just got into this conversation about how soft the shirts are and the quality. And so it was really cool because I was happy I went through some of that like grunt stuff, the work stuff, because I, it's it's good to have that context, especially as I'm, you know, grooming up a company. And, you know, I have, it's a, myself and two others, two dope black women that I work with. But as we grow things up, like I want to be able to talk that talk when I'm talking to a professional or, you know, we're talking to the factory and they're trying to tell me what kind of brand they should print on. I'm like, nope, I know this. I have no this awareness. This is how much shipping should cost. Boom, 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 boom. And I can really have that dialogue. So writing it down is step one and then it'll grow some legs as long as you, you know, are moving forward um, and things can circle back around too. So, you know, I always let people know like a dream doesn't have to like oh i said it yesterday it needs to happen next year you can just pen it write it down corner somewhere but i would say come back to it yearly and just kind of look at it and glance at it and then keep it moving and then once again things can start happening and start rolling so you never know do you do vision boards it sounds like you kind of have a like a vision board-esque kind of mentality <laughs> a little bit um there's one around my playground somewhere so um i have a vision board where it has like pharrell is it funny he has on a black jacket too so it's funny that i'm like <laughs> my first interview in a black jacket so he has on a black jacket and kind of this clean outfit that he's wearing mm -hmm. um 
I forgot a few of the other things on there. I think it has something about trees and growing and growth and how important that is. Mm-hmm. And then just different leaders and, and and people I aspire to kind of be like. So I do vision board and I, I do glance at it and look at it and just cool. All right. Keeping that a mental note. And now I have been because Pharrell was one of those first black kids that were into fashion on a um, for me, at least on an artistry level. You know, and I always thought Pharrell was so amazing at his body of work and the content he would produce. And so I was like, man, this kid has always been weird, always been outside the box. He's always been a nerd. Like if you remember Bapes and all that stuff, you know, as a kid, um, he never really conformed to anything, you know. And so I always just admired um, Pharrell and just some of his like kind of swags that just didn't fit in, but he made it work for him. And so I take that as a testament to my own life as well skateboard p he birthed what is it uh the whole odd odd future right all of the title the mm-hmm. creator frank ocean those guys they looked up to him and then they said yo if he could just <laughs> do his own thing why don't we do our own thing we're different we're crazy we just do our own right. thing are you right. from the are you from the train of thought that the people you look up to are people that you see yourselves in uh elaborate so right so the way the way that i look at you're the people that you look up to. Um, the things that you like in them are usually things that you see in yourselves. That's why you like it, because you gotcha. you put you you possess it on some level. Do you mm-hmm. do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 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 the reason I'm asking that is you like skateboard P. You like Pharrell. That's the person that mm-hmm. you brought up. What is it in him that you see that you also possess? Maybe this isn't even something that you've even thought of, but it's yeah, just like. Um... That's a good question. Um, maybe the weirdness. Uh, maybe that's what I saw, like another weird black guy. And I was like, oh, like, I can be weird. I can be myself, too. I, I don't have to fit in, per se. And I think that was always his brand. It's just like, I don't really fit in here. But that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to keep doing me. So I think I think in that case, what I what I, that's what I um. And as I probably sit down and look at the people, like I look at, like Missy Elliott is a big person that I look up to. And Missy was very, is very outside the box, very unusual, very uncouth, you will. So everything about her didn't fit the mold of anything, but she still keeps doing her and kind of being eccentric and out there and wild and just innovative. Shout so, out to Missy Elliott, man. Yeah. That's my legitimately my favorite. I don't want to say female, but just MC. One of my favorite MCs, of the top ten. Uh, she would be definitely in there. She's incredible. She owned the the two thousands. You know, just with her yeah. own. Even the, even the nineties, like her and the Timberland joints, and Tim Tim and Magoo and 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 Missy Elliott. Yeah, you know that, that whole camp. That whole <laughs> camp. Aaliyah. You know, R. P. Aaliyah. That that whole camp. All the way into the yeah. 2000s. Now she's putting out artists, putting out Jasmine Sullivan. You know, she tried yeah. a little thing with Tweet. But yeah, she's great, man. I love Missy Elliott. It's it's sad that this generation doesn't see a Missy Elliott. They won't get to see that. Not really. I mean, yeah. maybe they can go back, but. Yeah, through TikTok videos, they find out, I'm sure. <laughs> through TikTok video. <laughs> They'll find her song through a TikTok or something like that. But yeah, L- I let's- agree. Yeah, man. Let's um let's go back to Foolies for a little bit. You mentioned something uh, that I actually didn't even know. You said that you had you work with two dope black partners, black female partners. Mm-hmm. 
Um, tell me a little bit about that because I know of you as the face of Foolies, mm-hmm. but but let's talk about your team and how you how you came how you came to build that team and 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 where y'all met. Good question. <laughs> um, so, kind of taking the cloth from Pharrell, um, you don't know who the two people are per se, right? You know they exist if you know the Neptunes. Mm-hmm. You know there's Chad, and then I the other guy's name is slipping my mind right now. Um, but you know somebody's back there, you just don't see them. So I think low key, I've uh, adopted this kind of like two people that you don't ever see. Uh, and I'll sneak them out occasionally and they'll be in regular posts. But um, um, I found them by way of just friendship and just um, my first university that I went to, University of Florida. And um I just asked the conversation. I just had some conversations with both of them, you know, um, with Kim, that's my COO. Um, I just asked her, Hey, what are you trying to do? Cause she's always been out the box, always been creative. Um, always re- was doing stuff back in, in the college days when she was still in school. Cause I had already graduated. I was like, I don't see students doing this. What's up? Like, what is your thought process? Like when I started sitting down with her and, you know, kind of come push the shove, she was like, Oh, I would love to work for, a fashion company one day and do like COO work type deal. And I'm like, well, <laughs> come on board. And she's like, well, I've never done it before. And I was like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't get experience until you get experience. So let's make it happen. And then Chasney, uh, which is my uh, CMO chief marketing officer, um, checking for foolies on and off. And I would, you know, hire her for different things and, you know, after a while, I just like kind of sat with God and I was like, I want this girl on my team, man. Like she's incredible. And like, I want her to help drive what we're doing next from a design standpoint. Um, I look at her as my mentor in regards to design. Cause I ended up going, uh, I got two degrees from full cell. I did my first degree in recording arts. And then I came back and did a second degree in graphic design, but she was, <laughs> she doesn't like the story too much, but she's partially the reason I went back to school. Cause I was asking her to design something. I was like, oh, you should do that because I'm an idea guy. Mm-hmm. She's like, why don't you do yourself? And I was like, <laughs> sure. And then I went to school. <laughs> I went back to school and got a second degree. Um, but I love them to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we're we're truly friends. You know, we talk about life and love and 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 woes uh, within our lives and anything that happens. You know, we're truly like a family. So, um, their insight really helped me to make sure that as a man, I don't say stupid things or do stupid things or put out stupid shirts or, you know, do anything that might be a little bit off-putting and missing the mark of the message that I should be getting to my audience. So Mm -hmm. um, anybody that's like starting up a company or whatever the case may be, you know, I tell them to look in the, um, obviously it's a little different if you're like a white right because if you're looking in your circle then you're putting up this very white owned company um but you know for if you're not inside the black community look outside your circle but if you're in it there's people around you who's you know been there from day one and been around and been helping and been commenting and all the stuff so you know your teammates could literally be right there and the people who say like hey i'd love to help you right people who say um if you need anything let me know uh, but most times I think we just don't know what to ask for help wise. And so we don't know to say, Hey, you know what? I need a CTO, right? I need a chief technology officer. I need a, you know, someone who can 
handle marketing, branding. I need somebody who can focus on uh, distribution. So after I make a post, how does it go to my, um, how do I let my followers know on Instagram, Facebook? How do I make sure that email goes out? How does that hit Insta story? So sometimes just asking people, you know, around you uh, is kind of the easiest way to develop your team. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you know, look outside the box, obviously we got all these platforms. Now you got the clubhouse that I told you about, and then you got, you know, your Twitter, your Facebook. So, you know, start looking up people by hacks, right? Type in CTO, type in CMO, you know, and then tweet them or message them or up or DM them and say, hey, um, what does that position entail? Because I'm looking to bring someone in, you know, company-wise for me. What should I be looking for? Who should I be looking for? What skill set should I be looking for? And you'd be as people would probably, you know, give you that information uh, without even hesitating. Right. Absolutely right. And I've and I've experienced that as well. Like in on my end, my thing was like I look up to Issa Rae. I have an I have a vision board. It's right in front of me here. Issa nice. Rae is like Issa Rae, Jay Z, you know, Kanye. Those are my people. Nice. People that have just like created nice. things independently and just like done their thing. Um, and I'm, and I'm really interested in like, that was a great story. Thanks for breaking that down for me and, and shout out to your, 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 no your partners. Uh, I'm interested in who you were before all of this, how you got to this mm. point, because it's great to talk about, you know, starting up and finding a CTO and finding a CCO and these type of things. But I'm interested in how do you have the confidence to convince somebody to work with you? Because a lot of people have ideas and things like that, but they don't really believe in themselves enough to say, hey, can you work with me? I think that's one of the biggest problems. But how did you discover that? How did you discover your passion? And how did you get to a point in your life where you could say, I believe in myself enough where I am at the point where I can actually bring people into work with me and I know that this is something that's going to work? Well, I didn't know it was going to work or not. (laughs) I mean, but that's the essence of foolies. I mean... Foolies are people who are so passionate to live out their goals and dreams that they're called fools for doing so. So, you know, for me, Love that. I kind of live every cuff of how I've run this on that same stamina, right? Like I can't tell wild things, live out your dreams. Da, 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 da. And then it's like, oh, but you scared to ask for help for someone to be your right hand or to someone to help out with thing or someone to help you, you know, box the, like, you got to make up your mind, right? So I had to practice what I'm preaching. So it's, I I do things sometimes haphazardly and maybe not thinking fully, but I do things just so I can either mess up, figure things out to be able to give somebody else better advice, right? Hey, before you do this, here's what I did. It didn't work for me. It could work for you, but just letting you know, this might be a stumbling block. So, you know, keep your head on a swivel, right? So I literally will do things first just to give people um uh, there's a really cool graphic that i saw many moons ago it's like this guy at the edge of uh and there was a long line behind him and then as you looked over the edge of the cliff um maybe some people fell uh but then you there were other people who were um like you saw their wings opening up and they're about to like kind of fly and take off the metaphor of it all was that are you the person that's stopping the person behind you from leaping because you're just standing there, right? Mm. So I never want a person just standing there. Um, so I leap, right? And so I've I've hit the ground <laughs> like a little rag doll, you know, but then on other occasions, you know, I've soared, you know, and on other things I've flown and just tired and I had to come back down and rest the wings a bit, you know? So, you know, understanding that allowed me to then apply that into reaching out to people, asking questions, 
Jamming Strangers. Um, and then artists, I mean, uh, of course, you know, we talked about rapping beforehand, but I started off in nightclubs, battling random cats. And I was a kid, like 14, 15, battling grown men who could probably end my life. <laughs> but just just the confidence of like, man, I don't I don't see you like what's good. And 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 my, you know, brother-in-law who's really another big inspiration behind he's like a father figure he's all kinds of stuff for me i didn't grow up with one um so you know him pushing me and all right this nightclub we're gonna perform and i'm like am i too young for a nightclub you know he's like i don't care i'm getting you in i know the i know the people at the front cool it's a freestyle thing going on you're gonna get up on stage and rap i'm like uh okay i guess you know so it was all those moments, right? So I'm taking all those moments of freestyling. There was a, um, there's this thing in Miami called, uh, what was it called? It was like this hotline on the radio station and they would have people call in and rap maybe yeah. once a week or twice a week or whatever. And you would try to like go at different competitors and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I remember trying to like pin my illest bars, man, rapping over the court, uh, the, the cord, phone not even cord list but cord <laughs> pen line that's right with wrapping the coil. my hardest bars out you know listening on the radio of just like me trying to i was trying to take out this one uh white rapper guy that was hot he week straight um so i was trying to take him out yeah i was ready but you know all those moments man like they all added up you know freestyling in front of random people strangers when people just throw you in a circle if you're a miami cat you love to dance so people throw you in the circle and it's like all right now do something and you gotta like start peanut butter jelly in or whatever your you know hot <laughs> moves are and then you know we're caribbean right so yeah yeah push there man you gotta yeah, start hey, so, hey, you know, hey i got a two-step i got a little, yeah. a little mean two-step <laughs> right right so i think all those moments um you know, being in a fraternity, stepping in front of people, like there was all these small things that mm-hmm. now equal to like, oh, that's why he's, you know, so bold. So I never will parade around and be like, this just was how I was raised. Like event after event after event, poetry nights and hosting shows and hosting events on campus and running organization student clubs, like all those little things. Like, I know people are like, college, loan debt, whatever. But, like, that's where I became a leader, you know, mm-hmm. just through all those little things. Because the freestyling as a kid helped me to step up and run student organizations when I got, you know, my college campuses, right? It helped me lead. It helped me give ideas. It helped me look at things differently mm-hmm. because of all those life experiences. So if you got some life experiences, that's all the confidence you really need to get in the room and make some strides. Exactly. And you said something earlier, too, which I think is really profound is that with that analogy, which I wish I could find that 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 graphic, that meme jumping off the cliff and and your wings. But you got to jump. You got to jump and you're only going to get experiences if you jump. And it sounds like you've jumped a few times and that's how you've developed the boldness and the confidence to be able to start Foolies and run with it and get people on your team and just convince other people to buy from you because no one is going to buy from you if you're not going to buy from you. Right. So you need to you need to become that person first. If there's somebody that's listening to this and they want to do something, they want to figure out what their passion is and they want to start a business, they want to do t-shirts, they want to start up their own foolies. What are some lessons that you think you can pass over to them, pass through to them <laughs> that 
you know, they can maybe help them along in their process, some things that you might help them avoid and just where you've tripped up. Do not start your own business. And I say that because I know it's very enticing to want to like run your own company and be the CEO. And you get a lot of narratives about like, aren't you tired of working under someone else's arm and being controlled and all these like weird things? Like you just don't have a good job. Like that's it. Like it's not this like epic thing of like, you need to do it yourself and no one's gonna No, you're just not working for the company. And that's literally all it is like, a bad company will make someone think, I can't take this. This can't be this. Like, you're right. You shouldn't be taking that. You should be to, you know, potentially create an exit plan and starting to apply to other jobs and talking to friends and all that stuff. Like that should be your encouragement to maybe go back to school or maybe get a certification. Cause some of the things that some of the, 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 I don't know. So this, this is kind of un, uncanny advice, right? So, okay. And we're just talking about school. We're not talking about rich people with inheritances who started businesses and never went to school. Like we're not talking about those people, right? Yeah. We're talking kid from the hood where the only place I could get knowledge was from school. And yes, I had to take out grants and like, I get it, right? That's not necessarily the greatest thing to do, but it's what I had to do. And so me going to school, me working in part-time jobs and just different companies it showed me what I didn't want to do, or it showed me what I needed to do. And then it showed me how to, it showed me how to meet people. It showed me how to understand people's differences. Um, I wouldn't suggest, you know, saying to people to even like go to business. Then I would say, if you do a company, you, you at least like, you don't have to love it, but if you like it, <clears throat> sit down and really start studying how your company got so successful, right? Like, look at all of this company, right? So if you're working for, whether it's McDonald's or you're working at, um, I don't know, a clothing store like Foot Locker, like think about like, okay, well, one, do you know the name? Oh, you don't? We'll find out, right? Like, hey, manager, I'd love to talk to you about how you got to be a manager of the store. You know, what are some tips or tricks that I could be using to maybe get to a managerial standpoint one day? cool. Hey, do you know the regional manager of this store? Perhaps could you maybe put us together in an intro? I know they come through the store once a month or once every couple months. Like, could you put us in contact? Cool. Now you know the regional manager. Start looking at the company's fonts, the color choices. Mm -hmm. uh, what did banners and flyers and artwork look like for the company in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s? Look how the company has evolved. And then literally be making yourself a notebook of how people are finding like so if you're working for how'd you find the store what made you choose this store what you know why are you buying nikes like what made you fall in love with that brand because literally every single day you can be researching what customers intentions are what their mm -hmm. passions are why what history right i'm sure i've never been asked in a footlocker foot action champs wherever why do you like those shoes Hey, what size you want? Okay, cool. You want an 11? All right, cool. I'm going I'm to be right back. Let me get you a size 11. All right, cool. Here you go. These works? Cool. Let's go to the register. I've never been asked why those shoes. And then you might find out my dad used to wear these kicks. Mm -hmm. And then you start getting some life lessons and some gems from people just from walking in. If somebody walks in with their husband and wife, hey, how long have you guys been married? <laughs> uh, 20 years. What, what's inspiring you to stay that long with him or her? 
love and passion. Like, and this is what I would do at companies that I worked for when I was selling phones at AT AT&T, when I was working in a car wash when I was younger, like all these things, always asking questions, figure out how this company runs, how it makes sense. How did it get to a million or billion dollar company? Like find out all those resources, tips, tricks, and tools, because you can do that. Then now you can create your million dollar company right now. When you leave, you don't leave like I'm done. You leave knowing the CEO, right? And the CEO has given you his blessing saying, Hey, if anything, you know, make sure you hit me up, Dre, make sure you holla at me. Right. Cause these cats who are the, these white boys who are pivoting and starting their own companies and getting all this funding, you start looking through their crates. They know this guy and this head wig here, and they know the top of this person, their mm-hmm. mom, the neck here and there. And you missed all of that because you got so caught up in, I'm not working for the man. I'm not doing this. All of that is silly narrative. Like I said, if you like your, you're not leaving. That's it. If you were making more money, you wouldn't leave. Like True. that's it. True. Start finding companies that actually drive some of your passions. Like, Stop staying in places where you don't want to be. That's companies, that's relationships, that's friends around you. Like start those things go. So again, a very uncanny advice. And then if you're looking to start, you know, like your own clothing company and brand and all that stuff, like become an expert, right? So don't just like want to be a t-shirt guy or girl. Don't just want to be a hair extension guy or girl. Learn everything about hair care. Where are people buying hair? What are they doing with the hair extensions? Industries need extensions, right? Because you might be thinking, let me sell hair extensions to my homegirls. No, you might be needing to sell hair extensions to Marvel because Marvel is always looking for new hair extensions because they got mutants and characters and all these random people. So every single day, start thinking to yourself, I'm not in the hair care business to sell extensions to my homegirls who want some ponytails. I'm targeting actors, Broadway performers, I'm tired of people who might be, you know, at cancer patient hospitals. I don't know what that could be, but start becoming an expert of all things in your craft because that's where you really become exceptional at what you're doing on the ground floor. So when you're starting that t-shirt, when you're starting that hair business, you're now able to give all these resources and gems to other people. And that's what's going to make them come back and buy your product, right? Because they know they can trust you. They know mm-hmm. they can believe in what because You've already helped, already served them, right? That's kind of the essence of crushing it and crush it and some of Gary V's model. But that I, I said in my the book, like Gary confirmed, but I already knew, right? I, I read his book and I was like, told you. And then just started grinding even harder because I was right. like, oh, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not crazy to think I need to build value, help more people and serve more. And that's going to come back to me. And like I said, that becoming an expert part, there's a few LeBrons, few Jordans, few Kobe's, like a couple years because success leaves clues and we're not paying attention to the success part, right? We're not paying attention to the clues. I remember hearing a story about Kobe practicing an extra three, four, five hours in the gym just because he saw an opponent watching him out of his eye. So he decided to practice longer as an intimidation. And the guy asked him the next day, was like, why are you in the gym that late? He's like, I saw you peeking in, so I needed to show you something, right? Like, okay, cool. Let me take that formula and apply it from a business standpoint. There's a lot of clues. We're kind of overlooking things. And and I don't want um, 
minimize like context because context is everything right like if you grow up in the hood you might not see people like myself yourself right if you um if your environment is negative and always running and always just in a place you might stop believing in that dream or that goal you have so yes you probably are in a very very tough situation and we're not minimizing that at all <clears throat> but now through the smallest way you can Every morning you wake up, go on YouTube, type in uh, motivation videos. And from this day forward, as you heard this episode of this podcast, start listening to one hour of motivation every day. That's where you start. Everything else will start falling into place. Just one hour of motivation every single day. Whether your thing is prayer, whether your thing is devotions, whether you're Les Brown, because he's an amazing motivational speaker. Start there every single day just for, and take notes. <clears throat> You'll start seeing a change in yourself a year from now. Absolutely. So you're hopefully that helps. <laughs> Thank you. That's that that is unconventional advice. And you're right, man. Sometimes people want to start businesses and they just are in the wrong place. They're just in the wrong business. They're in the wrong company. They don't like their boss. They don't like how much they're getting paid. And yeah. they hear about people like Foolies. They hear about people like Gary Vee who I want to jump into just really quickly. And they're like, oh, I could, people have done it. I want to do that. And they don't realize how hard it is. And then they gas out. And then it's just like, oh, then they're lost. And they're 26. And they're like, I don't know what to do with my life mm-hmm. anymore. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. People, if you're like 25 and lower and you're listening to this, stop tripping. <laughs> like, you're like, people are 50. Just hit Mark. And I'm sorry, I apologize to everybody 25 and lower that social media has made you feel like you're not worthy, that you're not enough, that you haven't done enough. I want to really apologize for every moment that you've been told that you weren't at the bar and you're only 25 and below. So I apologize for all those people because now you feel you have all these unimaginable things that you need to do just live your life (laughs) and as life starts giving you more lessons you'll become more refined to be able to do that thing that you want to do but these medias and if you got caribbean parents be very toxic and like my african homies you know i'm getting told every day where you get a 98 on a test and it's like, where are the other two points? It's like, mm-hmm. you just never feel like you're good enough. Like, I'm sorry. And you got to let that hurt go and start healing. Cause when you're healing, that's it. That's exactly when your life is going to start moving in an exponential way. Absolutely. You're, you're a hundred percent correct. Healing is an underrated I don't know what it, commodity, it's an underrated topic that we, especially in the black community, won't talk about enough. You're talking about, um, uh, you know, Af- African-American parents or Caribbean parents or African parents. It, it could be really tough, man, because they love so hard. Yeah. And they only know grit and grind, and that's the only way that they've known how to do it. But we're in a different time now. We do need to grind. Yeah. But we also got to take our brain with us and we got to be smart about things. Yeah. So like you said, get to know the regional manager, get to know the manager. And, and just like think about things in that way. That's actually Damon John spoke about that. He was working at Red Lobster. Yeah. I, I'm sure you know his story, but he was working at Red Lobster and he would look at the P&Ls, the, 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 you know, the profits and losses as like as a server. And then he would just learn about business that way. And then he took mm. that experience into FUBU. Mm. 
Um, thanks for that advice, man. That's that's amazing advice. I'm definitely gonna crop that and put that out somewhere, and people are gonna <laughs> do. Please do. Um, let's talk. Let's talk quickly about Gary V, man. We didn't really didn't really get into that, but he reached out to you. I'm assuming about the book. Like, how did that all work? And what was it like working with Gary V? And what was the what was the Gary V effect after you were featured in the book? So what happened was Gary V put out a um a call. And yeah. um, at the time I was watching like all of his video content. So he put out a call and it was like, hey, if you read my first book, Crush It, um, email me. And one of the 49 people that emailed me or 48 or whatever the number was, um, if I like your story, I'll put in a book. Um, and this was, I think, I think it had already been featured in Essence and on Network. So I was already kind of on a really high and I hit him up and I was like, hey, <clears throat> I'm one of the 49 that should be in your book. You know, here's what reading your book did for me. Here's Essence on Network. You know, I started serving more and more. I hope that I could be one of the people selected. And that's how, you know, that's how it started. And then that email didn't even get answered for months. So, I was like, hey, well, I guess I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. um, but then uh, I put read receipts on all of my emails. Uh, on Chrome, there's an extension called Banana Tag. So I saw the email get open. So I was like, you know, play Metal Gear Solid. It's like, Bloom! you know, this thing that comes over your head. I was like, uh-oh, the email opened up. Okay. Um, and somebody finally reached out to me. I was like, hey, we like your story. Um, we do feature you possibly in book and blah, blah, blah. Um, cool. They said, then we set my dates. So I said, hey, got a couple of dates on the table. How does June 28th sound? <clears throat> That's perfect. June 28th is my birthday. Wow. So I was like, I'm just going to take it as a sign. This is also my 30th birthday. So I was like, oh, yeah, big, big stuff happening. And then <laughs> when I actually did the interview, it wasn't with Gary, it was with one of his teammates or some of his, or yeah, one of his teammates. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in New Orleans hoping to meet the people from Essence because they have this fest every year. So I was hoping to meet the people from Essence. Like they didn't know I was coming. I wanted to like try to get thank them for featuring me on their website and on their show, this Black Women in Hollywood show that yearly. And um, I was doing the interview in a hostel. That's where I was about to stay because I literally had my friends on my, on my birthday always ask for a dollar. Um, so literally the funds <laughs> from my friends were funding the trip to me to go to New Orleans, um, at least to be in there. My best friend, um, he had funded me the ticket there. Um, and when I was there, I had hopped out of an Uber. I had another lady about crush it. Cause she said her son was like an entrepreneur. So I was like, Hey, he should read this book, go into this hostel. And I didn't know if I was going to be there for the night. I ended up not having to stay there. Thank God. Not that anything's wrong, but I just have bad vibes from hostels because of the movie. So, uh, oh man. I hate that people bring that movie up. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But I was going to stay there if I had to, I'm sure it would have bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, 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 so that's, yeah, yeah. I'm having an interview and I'm pouring out, like they're asking me about my life and my story. And I'm, you know, rapper mode comes on. I'm like spitting, like, yeah, and this happened and this. And then, yeah, and I think about life and, you know, just 
everything. I'm like, I'm literally in New Orleans right now as I'm talking to you. It's my birthday. Like, I went in. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it was like, all right, cool. We'll talk to you soon. And I was like, all right. <laughs> you know, so I, you know, went went about my uh, and kind of interacted with the people I needed to at Essence Fast and all that stuff. And um, later, um, this guy tags me on social. Yo, this is a really cool story. In my head, I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I, it was a, a page from Gary V's book. And so what Gary had did, I guess he sent it to influencers maybe a couple months uh, before it came out, maybe, you know, maybe three or four months before the book actually dropped. Um, that's when I knew I was actually in it. Cause look, I've been interviewed for TV shows. Didn't go out, didn't go live. I've been told that, Hey, we're going to try to get you in this room and this and CNN and this, and this company is going to, and nothing happened. So I was like, no, you know, all right, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. I'm like, dang, you know, so that guy tagged me. I was like, oh man, I made it. And, uh, the impact has been fun. Um, people <laughs> still are reading this book. Like, you know, this book came out 2018. People are still picking up the book today. So yeah. I'm still getting tagged in messages. And sometimes I look up hashtags on Twitter to see who's reading the book and I'll kind of tweet him and be like, Hey, when you get to page 50, let me know what you think, you know, or just like, not even let me know what you think, but let me know if you got questions, right? Like, I don't mind helping out. Um, I don't think anybody in the book probably still does that. You know, they probably have moved on. I don't want to judge anybody book per se. Um, but, you know, I still get people who are like, hey, I discovered you from crushing it. I discovered you from it. Hey, I learned about your brand through crushing it. Um, and then kind of like yourself, man, like a lot of dope black people like, yo, I kind of pictured you were a brother. So <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to stop, you know, and that's been cool because um. You know, I don't know how many Black people are or are not book. Um, so I'm happy to be in there. I'm happy to be in there. My own network and Essence Fest and Oprah Winnie, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, other Black women in Hollywood that I highlighted um, as well in that book. I'm hoping that for the first time, people those names and went to Googling and researching and got blown away. So, you know, the effect as far as for me is great, but I'm just hoping that the people's names I mentioned and the actresses that I, you know, that I honored in that moment of just making that shirt. Love via Jai who retweeted my original graphic. And that's how even things even took off first place. Like, I just hope that they keep making even more millions than they've already made, man, and just keep doing whatever they're doing. So that's what I hope that that book has in has it forever internalized and on the you know pages forever is just those black women wanted to honor. Awesome, that, that's awesome story, man. I and I, I guess you would have had to have done some sort of submission or something, and then he would have looked at your story and found out. That's too bad that he didn't actually tell you that you were in it and, and, until you didn't find out until people actually reached out to you. But <laughs> it's all good. It He's is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I imagine that like to do that with all 49 people and all of that, like, and tough. And maybe his team told me good and I just didn't, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. sure. I, I wasn't going to believe it until I physically saw it myself. Right. And things and- happen. Things happen all the time. You can't like expect, like I said, I've been interviewed for TV and it's like, 
yeah, 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 this will get released. And then it's like, yeah, we had to nix the show. So it happens. Mm-hmm. It does happen. And um, you're right. This is how we met. I read the book and I said, Joe, I just want to show some love to somebody who looks like me, who's doing their thing. Like I, un- I understand you. I feel like on many levels, somebody who mm-hmm. believes in themselves, who said, I want to do something. And then they went and did it with full force and boldness and confidence and people aligned to that. And you're in the book and I read it and I love the story. So I just said, Hey man, I'm just reaching out to say, what's up. I love the story. I love what you're doing. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. And, and I uh, want to thank you for giving me your time today because there's anywhere as Jay-Z said, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thanks, man. And, and speaking of Jay-Z, I couldn't let you go without talking about the rapping part. Okay. We, you know, we alluded to it. We, we jumped in and out of it. We talk about the clubs. Spit something for me, man. What's, what's your favorite? What's, what's, is there, is there like a, a foolies rap? Is there like, yo, what this, yo, this is my favorite bar that I spit at this club when I was this age. This is the thing that won the, give me, give me something, man. What you got? I have a bunch of stuff around my room, so I'll just use whatever's around my room. Come up on tracks and I have to thrust you. No one out of tote these cannon busters. Uh, everybody, the boys are Viking, I'm striking, kind of like attacking on Titans. Um, everybody want to play on me. I got superpowers like DB, but don't believe you. Your boy will freeze her. Every time I come around, I'm leaving him sad, leaving him shaking, I'm done. I got Wolverine, holler at me, son. So I'm just looking around my room. Yeah. Uh, and if I come around, I might have to murk you. I keep in all the green ninja turtles. I, let's see what else I got. Uh, everything I do so they won't understand. See me fly like I'm Spider-Man and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fly, but you get it. I get it. Um, I get it. But yeah, so I would just, whatever's around my room. Spider-Man, uh, Solange. Is that Wolverine in the corner? Yeah, Wolverine's up here. Got some Attack on Titan stuff, Ninja Turtles, uh, Marvel some dbz stuff you know the nerds don't really like talking about dbz but it's all good how why um, why not is this people D- uh the DBZ idea is the is best. That it's not the best anime. people get into the debate of the best and the storyline is trash and all the stuff the storyline is trash Hey man, I, not my words. This is other. Who are these people? Stuff. Who are these people that say that DBZ storyline? They've crash. watched. They've they've watched uh, the Hunter X Hunters and the Joes, and they've seen Naruto, and they've uh, consumed so much anime that there are better anime than DBZ. Of right course, yeah, so. sure, sure, of course. Yeah. Um. So I think now, I guess the people who do fan over it, they just go. They're just belligerent, like the the, <laughs> the fans are just so belligerent that they just like. It's almost like a toxic aid to discuss. So they just like ah DBZ. I don't want to talk about it. So, um, and then it's nostalgia. Like you like what yeah. you like during the era, right? And exactly. That's really, that's really all you're battling, right? If I I can't tell a kid how great watching Dragon Ball was in comparison to what you grew up on, which is Naruto, which the next generation is growing up on, mm-hmm. you know, My Hero Academia. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it is what it is. It's like it's like what you grew up watching during your formative years is what you're going to end up loving for the rest of your life, right? So what were you doing when yeah. you were between 10 to 18 
that's probably the thing that you're going to yeah. remember for for the rest of your life, right? Uh, you with, like Will Smith and Fresh Prince. Other course. people don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, this show is not that good. And I'm like, what? Like, that show was everything. So it I was everything. It. Everybody wanted to be Will. Everybody wanted to have an Uncle Phil. Everybody wanted to have an Aunt Viv and, you know, live yeah. in Philadelphia and be funny and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. Nemo, I want to thank you for your time, brother. This was great. Hey, man, you dropped you. You dropped some gems on us today. You know, I, I really, really appreciate your, your your aura and your vibe and your energy that you brought today. Um, big things coming, man. Oh, God, man. All God. All God, man. All G-O-D, brother. All G-O-D, man. Thank you again. And and look, uh, I want to support you as much as possible. Uh, I want the people listening to this as, mm. as much as possible. Uh, let us know how we can help you. If it's a follow, if it's a, a purchase. I know you got a book. Um, let us know how we can yeah. um, using the Foolies movement. Uh, the Foolies.com, T H uh, E F O L I E S dot com. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, and I do have a book on Amazon. It's called Foolies Approved. Um, Let's get that book out. Let's get the book out. You know what I'm saying? You know hey, I'm saying? hey. Um, yeah, uh, how to change a foolish dream and zero in your pocket. So, you know, that's on Amazon. And so get those, you know, successfully as clues. And I put a whole bunch of clues in that book just for homies who can't buy that $9,000 course, right? You can get you a nice little book for about 10 bucks. And you could even message me and holler at me, you know, so... Make sure you read the book, though, and <laughs> don't just be like, I'm going to holler at you. And then things that I explained. And that's a partial why I did write the book, too, because I wanted to make sure that <clears throat> when people like got me at the Gary V story, like you don't even happen beforehand for me to get here. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you all to think that this Gary V story is, is the story. So I needed to tell, you know, the backstory. I need to give you the origin story. Um but, you know, I wanted to put in the gems that I felt was necessary and needed uh, to to leap and to jump and to help other people to jump as well uh, in my voice and in my way. And I wrote this while I was on my full time job and I would write it on breaks, between breaks, on the weekends, uh, bathroom breaks. I had my notes on my phone and I just writing until I just felt like there was any reason to write anymore. So, mm -hmm. That's what happened for that. So yeah, support the book. Uh, follow me at Foolies. Um, that's it, really. And then if you got questions, concerns, feelings, I want to be able to point you in the right direction. Love it. Perfect. Thank you that's again, Foolies. Nemo, appreciate hey. your time. F appreciate Sorry your time. Sorry, my freestyle wasn't on par with with the you know the masses. It was just me in a random moment. So hey, it's all good, man. You just did a little a little freestyle acapella <laughs> thing, whatever's in the room. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, appreciate your time, man. Thanks again, and 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 we'll chat soon, man. We'll definitely stay in touch. Appreciate that. Thanks, boss.